The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, just so everyone's clear, and I'm not saying this because I don't want you to send these things to me, but I saw the video of Britney Spears with the knives, okay? We taped last week's intro what feels like 11 seconds before Britney started playing Fruit Ninja on Instagram. (laughs) And... The, the the amount of people who fucking texted and called us like, why are you not talking about the knives? And we're like, it just it happened too late. Ah, we're gonna no. have to just start going live. If we're I didn't just, have a job not, and you didn't have a job, we would have just put the entire episode in the trash and had an entire uh, episode just about the first video of her with the knives. I feel like let's let's do Brit Watch at the end of the episode. Okay. Oh baby, like we always do, and just. Leave it there. There's there's a lot to unpack. There are other things happening in the world that need to be addressed. 
Um, obviously, the first thing you're going to talk about is Taylor Swift going to a, a Chiefs game. <laughs> I don't even. That's the first, second, and third thing that I'm yeah. going to talk about, actually, because I cannot. I am. The what makes me happy about this situation the most is the forced feminization of the National Football yeah. League. Yes. <laughs> People are so pissed off. Why is the NFL talking about Taylor Swift? Why are there so many shots of her on camera? Does um, Brittany, how do you say his last name? Mahomes? Mah- uh, you're, you're asking Mahomes. me as if I know? I mean, honestly, this is the you're the friend I'm phoning right now about a what? sports person's <laughs> like, name. Uh, Richard okay. Simmons wasn't available, so yeah. I'm just looking for you. Thank is you Harvey so Firestein here? Yeah, like, what are you saying to me right now? Anyway, continue. Um, you, that you're extremely homosexual, and you I said, may be more wait, extremely homosexual. You said the first name of this person is what? Brittany, she's the wife of the quarterback oh. on the Kansas City Chiefs, and she's she's an influencer, and she's the female star. No, of Mahomes, this football team I knew, but I thought you now. were talking about the player, and I was like, I just think his name is like Patrick or something. It's definitely well, not Patrick. Brit- yeah, but his wife's not Brittany, and then I realized you're talking Brittany about his wife. Mahomes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you thought I meant knife Brittany? Oh, no, no, no. God. I'm just never mind. So I think that Taylor Swift now runs the NFL and all I want this bitch to do, the only thing I want to see her do is take a knee during the national. (laughs) That is your task. Taylor Swift. Well, it's, I gotta say I'm a little surprised she hasn't already, but it's funny. Give it a whirl girl. It's funny because this is something that we've been seeing very recently with the Barbie movie. And then also the era's tour and the Renaissance tour is finally, it seems, finally, after 2,000 years of human history, American capitalism is realizing that women have money and that women want to spend their money. Mm. So, like, they had to go to such lengths to prove that, like, if you market something towards women, it will make money. Like, that's... That's... Right. And so this is, like, Taylor now doing that victory lap where she's like, oh, the least feminine thing in the world that men hold so dear to their heart, the National Football League, I'm going to take a humongous shit all over it. And in three weeks when I am not dating... Kelsey, whatever the fuck his name, like some grammar, grammar. She's dating Frazier. She's dating Frazier. When I'm not dating Kelsey grammar anymore, I'm just going to walk away from this and I'm going to have forever changed football. (sighs) So many women are watching. They want to go to a chiefs game. They want to watch football with their, like they should, you know, the men that like football should be kissing Taylor Swift's feet. Honestly, truly, honestly, because the NFL was in trouble for a long time time they lost a lot of viewership after trump came out against them and after colin kaepernick showed such bravery and they lost a lot of viewership through all of that and so they should be able to take anything they can get taylor swift has revitalized football did you ever think you would hear that statement she's an american ever Mm. well i mean is she (laughs) i mean if this is (laughs) is is this really this is what makes her a hero this Basically, (laughs) here's who women have to thank, really, for their current status as the winning gender. Women have to thank Greta Gerwig (laughs) and you have to thank Taylor Swift and obviously 
the Countess Luann Deliceps. These are the three. <laughs> this is the holy trinity of of female empowerment, of women's rights. It's just the. It's really just the three of them and no one else. Why do you have to bring Lou Judy into Dench? It? Take a seat. Nicole Kidman, you're on vacation. <laughs> it is all about Taylor, Greta, and Lulu. And this Lou. is it. Women's rights. I mean, it's crazy. It's And it's also just funny. It's imagine being Taylor Swift and she's like, all I'm doing is going to a football game and it is international news on a level that you could never, mm-hmm. have, like nothing. She's not even doing anything. She's no. just there with her, like some guy she's dating's mom for publicity. The, every move of theirs is tracked, which is insane. Like if he goes yeah, and has sex with Taylor thing. Swift, we know every time they have sex because we know where these people sleep Every single night. Well, have you been? Well, obviously, people.com, our paper of note, people.com's Instagram has been posting these videos where they're filming them in the backstage, like going through the security to get right. in. Like, why are you filming? Why is that allowed? I, but, I don't know. Like, why I, is someone filming know. them? But that's the point is that someone's filming them and they're, you're watching multiple A list celebrities, <laughs> including Hugh Jackman, wink. Go through well, we're going to deal with her and we will deal with her in one second. I am not. <laughs> Miss Hugh Jackman is not getting out of this influence cave today. No, no, no. I defended this queen. I am now I am going to I am going to be in the stratosphere with her when I'm done. So I this is what I think when I look at Kelsey and Taylor. I think I the most dreaded part of my day is when Facebook force feeds Facebook memories down my throat because it is always something I don't want to see. Can you imagine, like, you see an ex or just someone you're not talking to or a memory of a horrible day. Can you imagine being one of these two people and, like, every every time Kelsey Grammer Googles himself for the rest of his life, it's going to have Taylor Swift in it. I want want people who don't know what we're talking about now to go to their families and say that Kelsey Grammer is dating Taylor Swift. I need you to know that First of all, his name is Travis Kelsey. We are both wrong. <laughs> and I need you to know that also not one human being Wait. listening to this Wait. show knows <laughs> Like, doesn't know who, what exactly what we're talking about. Wait, 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 wait. His name's not even Kelsey. No. No. This is the the gayest moment in a very gay podcast. And it's sad because I've read his name 16 times a day for the past week. (laughs) So the fact that I didn't even know what it was is extremely well, concerning for me personally as like a human he, being walking on the planet. He, he will be here before known as Kelsey Grammer on this Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Put that in the glossary of terms. Kelsey Grammer also known as Travis Kelsey. The term the term Kelsey Grammer means Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Is that how you say it? Is it I, Kelsey or is it Kels? Dominic, why would I know? Do you know I don't even watch a a a channel on the television where they would even say his name. I don't watch the news anymore. I don't like, I wouldn't even accidentally hear it said, honestly, unless someone on E news daily. Well, they must actually, they must be saying on that channel. Maybe I guess I haven't watched or been paying attention. No, because you're watching, you're looking at people.com's Instagram account, which is again, how we get all of our news now. Uh, This is, but this is what I need to talk about. So, and this is, I want to talk about, Hugh Jackman's beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. not his ex-wife, but his actual <laughs> facial. How dare hair. you slam? <laughs> Go. He, I'm not going to talk about Hugh Jackman's sexuality. Wait, what's his I mean, beard? 
this is the thing, his beard. When he so Hugh Jackman beard. was photographed with Kelsey Grammer's box, which included Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. They were all the whole squad was there. And Hugh Jackman was making a cameo with the squad. So he falls into this trap that middle-aged men fall into where they're so insecure about getting old that they color their hair, but they are so lazy that they don't tend to their beard. Oh, and it I'm... just I I I why can't I why can't I accept this? It's 2023. I, we are not supposed to be talking about people's physical appearance. However, this dyeing the hair and not the beard thing is is always such a giant no for me. Ooh. Okay. I guess First, I, I, I'm fanning myself. Listener. I understand. It's, it's, this is how bad. I have, a, I have now my uh, rebuttal. It's a giant yes for me because what's the oh. only thing worse than – not coloring your beard is coloring your beard and it being so blatantly obvious that you colored it. And it I looks, agree that's also a sin. I it's very bad. Also a sin. So I'm down. I mean, as you know, I'm down to clown with you. I mean, any which way to Wednesday, I'm right. DTF. So. We've all discussed this. We, we have listeners. <laughs> we have a group chat where we just talk about things that Chris would do to Hugh Jackman in front of his own family. Stop. It's a it's a text chain. I couldn't. I'm praying that my name gets deleted from it because no, it's, you don't. it's like you love it. I do. It's very no fly list NSA stuff. We talk sure about is. Hugh Jackman, but no, he is looking great. I have to. I have to push back on this because I think he looks great. Can he salt and pepper that hair up? It's just it, when sure, you color sure. your hair, I, yes. when you know okay. your beard's white. It makes your natural dyed hair look like a wig. Well, this is well. Here we go. This is the thing: is that it's like it's. I we need to meet in the middle, not have Rogaine on top and then no now, nothing on bottom. When I colored my hair, when it was, I did something called uh, a reshade. Which is like it only it's something that only colors the deadest or grayest hairs. You know what I mean? Like it will also yes. basically if your hair is like 70% white, you'll you'll use this reshade and it'll be like 40% white. So you're still gonna look salt and pepper. I no longer use it, but yes, you can talk about it with my stylist and colorist, Christian Sanchez. You can find him on Instagram at Christian Sanchez Hair. Chris, any final thoughts on Hugh Jackman's beard before nope. we move on to Brittany? I'm doing great. I have a lot to, we have a lot to discuss and not a lot great. of time. So, so let's. I think it's time. Go ahead. For Brittany I Watch. Bet, bet. Okay. The Knives video happens. My phone basically overheats from the vibrations of like my phone exploding with people sending it to me as if. It like as if the only, it was no. it was like it was like turning grinder on at pride yeah, it was burning a hole in your ass a second hole in your I, ass my, i'm sorry my phone is living today like it was straight up mayhem and then immediately <laughs> and the internet is so quick the internet is so quick cuz like immediately then it's like her behind like a benihana grill like being a hibachi chef it's then like a guy dressed up as michael myers in halloween like completely doing the choreography with her it's 100. then like nine minutes, just like the whole thing. It's so funny. And yet I am absolutely terrified <laughs> that she's going to like accidentally cut herself. Even though she says that they're prop knives and that they're not real. And then a wellness check was done on her apparently because she kept putting up videos of her dancing with the knives. She said she's doing it because of Shakira. 
I mean, what I, a random, like, I mean, first Shakira wins the, uh, the video Vanguard award at the very important VMAs. And now she is mentioned on an even bigger platform, the Instagram story of a of mentally unwell pop star. Yeah. Good Who year is for an international phenomenon. Let's not act like there's yes. What a what a carefully chosen term. Yes, is Britney Spears an international phenomenon? Yes, she sure the fuck is. You won't find a blind deaf person who thinks otherwise. She is an international phenomenon. Would she win America's Got Talent? Absolutely not. She Again, would. She why? would lose. She would lose to jugglers at this point. Absolutely, absolutely not. No. God. Oh, I mean, what is there to trouble. do? No, what but then she, it's do? not just the knives. Now is she? Is that her manager that's kissing her in the in the photos I don't this know. week? She's got. There's just a lot going okay. on. I'm wondering: Am I? Is the prayer chain working backwards? Like, is the prayer chain like <laughs> causing this? Like, that's what I like. Are we giving her too much positive? Positive? Are you? Where are she's you like to Satan accidentally? Yeah, like, maybe? Or is she like feeling the positivity and she's like, I'm invincible. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are we gassing her up too much? Because I put posted the video and said, we need to double, no, triple the prayer chain. And people were like, on it, on it. You know, everyone's at noon Eastern time clocking in to send her vibes. But now I, I'm nervous that it's empowering her to do worse. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's that she's enjoying the attention. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, here's the thing. She's always been crazy, but also there's crazy like a fox in her as well. Like she's not stupid to this whole process of a shit is, and she's got a fucking book coming out in a couple of weeks. She's not, she's probably going to show up on Friday with juggling chainsaws at this point. <laughs> Buy my book. Y'all. We you know not, she will. She'll be I'm under la- the buzz. I'm a, laughing a buzz because I know that it's real. I'm laughing because I know that it's real. Dominic, you know I've pre-ordered the audiobook. I'm ready to go. I might call in sick from work that day just to listen. I might stop down production and just say we all. I just might open my walkie up and just say here we go and push play. <laughs> hey y'all, I wrote this book. Just kidding. I can't. I mean, there's no. Got my name on it. I told no way she read it herself. There's no way. I wrote this book. And by I wrote this book, I mean I told these stories while drunk to someone who wrote this book. I th- No, Dominic, I'm not going to lie to you. I think she wrote it herself, and I think it's going to be like one pair. Like I said to you, it's going to be as big as the Goblet of Fire, and it's going to be one paragraph long. <laughs> uh, it'll be very easy to tell whether or not she wrote it. I mean, we'll know before the end of the first page, I'm sure. And either way, I'm ready to go. Yep. How many do you think it's going to be a larger than Barbara Streisand's worth? No, I don't tomorrow? think anything. I don't think any. I don't think even Britney could do that. I'm going to use Britney's book as a bookmark Mark for, for Barbara <laughs> Streisand's <laughs> memoir. That is, I think, accurate. I, will Britney's book be hardcover or is it going to be pamphlet? No, what are we thinking? Hardcover? Are you serious? Yes. What will? I can't wait to see that. The cover art's not out yet, is it? No, yeah, it is. Dominic, oh what? Are, are you serious? No, have we even talked about it on this very podcast? No, it's an old photo of her that like- Oh, and I'm not impressed. It's fitting. It's not new. It, she's not posing with the knives. It's like an old picture of her from like her, <laughs> her, her like, like her prime. She's going to dial it back. All right. Well, I am, I mean, we're, we are very literally going to be doing a full hour on Britney 
when the book comes out. We have exciting news about that episode, so you'll just have to stay tuned for yes. it to find out. Oh, and speaking of exciting news, on this podcast next week, I will be um, announcing the dates and cities for my holiday show. For the seven cities of my holiday show. Wait, you're I really feel... going to seven cities? I really am. Can you imagine? Wait, okay, this so episode, listeners. This episode sponsored by Delta. And by okay, Delta, I mean just my platinum Delta. <laughs> just your credit, your credit card. Your credit card, not the credit card. Just yours. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of sponsored is, that from this episode from my Delta Platinum Amex. Yes. Listeners, like, I don't really know what excuse you have. Like, you just like... If you're not going, there's a city near you. Like, it's that simple. Like, we're in every time. Are we in every time zone for this? Um, God, am I in? You know what? There is no. That's a great question. I am not in the mountain time zone this, you're, this Salt time Salt Lake City around. was you, flying right over it there. It was not. It was not on the list. No. Okay. I start in Chicago on December 1st, and then I end in Los Angeles, I believe, on December 20th. And the other cities are in between there, including... I believe four new ones that I haven't done the holiday show in before. So that's really exciting. Stay tuned. You obviously all will see me at the New York show if you want to pop on over there. But you, again, you have no excuse. Like you're at, we're in three of the four time zones of America. So if he, on, if people. you can't get to Dominic's show, I don't know what to tell you. You're not trying hard enough. One more announcement. Um, Ooh. I have been for a very long time developing a podcast with my friend Amy Marks. And after years of going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about it, uh, it is premiering on October 12th. It is called Sex After with Amy Marks. It is nothing like this show. It is about sex and intimacy after a big life change. Amy Marks is a breast cancer survivor, and she talks to many other people who have gone through something very intense and what sex and intimacy is like for them in the aftermath of that. It is going to premiere on October 12th. The trailer is up right now, and I'm going to play the trailer at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait. Congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. I hope you're all ready. <laughs> Buckle up, because we're about to get into the fix in a big way with our first ever double guest show. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? <laughs> you get the goofiest game in history, Queen's Podcast. Hi, I'm Nathan. And I'm Katie. And we're the hosts of Queen's Podcast. Join us while we spill the tea on women from history. We get into all kinds of stories here, like biographies of lesser known figures. For instance, Saida Haltura, powerful pirate queen. To the stories you might already know, like Marie Antoinette or Cleopatra, but with a fun twist. Each queen is paired with a cocktail that'll totally get you in the mood to hear fun, juicy, and dramatic stories from history. Because history is so much more than just dudes on a battlefield, and we believe that the female perspective Perspective and roles are just as deserving of their time in the spotlight. Right. So come get to know these queens. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, this is truly an unprecedented episode. I know we mage. say absolutely I, mage. I know that we say that every episode, but I actually mean it this time. We have two of your favorites, two of my favorites, two of Dominic's favorites, two of the world's favorites. Titans. <laughs> two podcast titans. That's right. We're tackling a behemoth this week, and we needed reinforcement on our end to take care and, of this. And simply just needed more bodies, because we needed more people to take on the 20 people that we're about to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome, obviously you know them both, from Reality Life with Kate Casey, it is Kate Casey, and from The Daily Fail, it is Kristen Meinzer. Ladies, Hello. welcome. <sighs> Thank you for having us. Listen, if you if you are a person that loves podcasts, this lineup right here is Taylor Swift and Beyonce doing one appearance together <laughs> in 2023. That's, 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 that's exactly what this right. is. Yes, thank you. Thank you both so much for doing this. We love you both. Well, well, my and, servant's and heart is so time. here for this. That's right. I'm using some Duggar language on you already. Yes, Dear I God. am. A tip, of the, a tip of the pantyhose to you, yes. Thank you. <laughs> you both separately came. Were like, let's do the Duggars. Like you, both, <laughs> like you both were like, and then I and then I said, well, why don't we just all do it together? Because Kristen wants to do it and Kate wants to do it, and you both were like, okay. And so I have no idea what's about to happen, but here we go. Well, I'd like to first say that we have studied this family. Uh, in the way that the kids on TikTok are now studying the Roman Empire. <laughs> we, <laughs> Correct. Correct. We have watched episodes. We have read books. We have studied documentaries. We are aficionados. One or Halloween, I dressed up as a polygamous wife. At one time at the mall in, in Newport Beach at Fashion Island, I saw a polygamous wife, a wife in the wild. We are prepared for this. Yes. I, I even, when I was getting my graduate degree, I studied religion and media, and I, uh, I know a lot about this whole universe. I, um, I even produced a special on We Women's Entertainment, which I think that still exists on Quiverful Women. Uh, that's women who, for the sake of God, welcome as many children as God gives them. Which the Duggars are part of this universe. So I have some scholarly background. I have professional background, and I also just 
again, I have the servant's heart, which is here for all of this. I am obsessed with these people, these Mm -hmm. weird, weird people. So Kate and Kristen, what you're basically saying is that everything both of you have done in your entire lives has led (laughs) up to this moment. Exactly. I've also uh, visited a hospital to push children out of a vagina quite a bit of times too. So I do feel like uh, adjacent to this world. (laughs) <laughs> what, a, what a romantic way to describe <laughs> the, the gift of birth. Kate's, act- <laughs> Kate's actively competing with the 20 kids and counting the Duggar family. <laughs> so there's that. So you can speak of having many, many children. Well, before we dive in a programming note, we don't, uh, this is actually not a programming note. It's just a note. I just wanted to use more words because it's my thing. A note that this is the time in the broadcast where we go over the middle names of the people that we are fixing. There are too many of these motherfuckers for me. We, We will be here for all the entire hour going through each name. Suffice it to say that they have middle names. Let's proceed. <laughs> they all have J names for first names. To me, that's more than enough to keep track of. I don't need to keep track of middle names, too. And it's dumb. It's like ginger with a J. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which everyone thinks rhymes with finger because it looks like it should. But And also, for yeah. as religious as they are, they gave a couple of them names that sound like stripper names. Yeah. And a couple of names that sound like they would actually like live in Brooklyn, like Jackson, <laughs> things like that, where it's like, <laughs> you're never <laughs> going to step foot in Brooklyn on purpose, but... Yeah. So for anyone living under a rock for the last, what, 20 years since they've been on TV, the Duggars were a family that had at this, I think at the beginning, 18 kids. And then she immediately got pregnant with the 19th kid. The show it was, was 14 re- in the beginning when the first Discovery Health doc was made. It was 14 children and pregnant again. Dear God in heaven. <laughs> I mean, they spawned, pun intended, they, they spawned a genre of television because at the Duggars peak we were at the many production companies I I worked at during this uh century we were just doing multiples like everyone was just mm-hmm. on the hunt for multiples uh had minimum had to be quadruplets and um or multiple births in a family 10 12 15 children in a family mm-hmm. and we yep. were all tripping all over each other hunting down that same very small group of people that have even close to this many children so they are at least in this one way television pioneers just by introducing themselves to the world they spawned a genre of television oh they're pioneers all right i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) they're the are they the precursor to like octomom john and kate plus eight like right or did they come first yes they did i think it also um I think it began the this obsession with how do families with multiple children operate mm-hmm. um, and like how what are the inner workings and what people didn't realize was that they were presenting themselves as this well-functioning family where everybody sort of has a job and adding another child to the fray is not a big deal because the, everybody has their job. But then behind the scenes, there was a very different story. You, Kristen, you want to explain that? Yes. Yes. So at the time when all of this was becoming popular, it's true. There's that commercialization in a whole new way, uh, the promotion of parenthood, bump watches. Uh, if you looked at Us Weekly, People Magazine, and so on, suddenly there was a newfound obsession with celebrities having babies. Mm-hmm. And uh, notably, a lot of celebrities themselves were having multiples because this is during the 
first giant widespread use of IVF among those who could afford it. And so celebrities were having sometimes two or three kids at a time. So it kind of overlapped with that. But also, it overlapped with a kind of concern about American values, uh, wholesomeness right? and yeah. values and the idea of traditionalism. And uh, we saw that happening not just on TV, but a lot of these people on TV were part of a political movement. And some of these people on TV actually did run for office, including Jim Bob Duggar, who held office briefly at one point and then has tried multiple times since then to run for office again, and he's never been elected. The oldest son in the family, Josh Duggar, who is now incarcerated, he worked for, I believe it was Focus on the Family, which Mm -hmm. was another political (laughs) lobbying group. And so this... So this was part of a bigger political and social movement at the time, too, and a moral panic about, uh, you know, American wholesomeness and uh, and so on. Also at a time where many people who like their parents were religious, almost in my opinion, like my generation's parents were falling out of religion. And so it was like also very interesting to watch people on television adhere so closely to a religion where I feel like mainstream American society was becoming extremely non-religious. Does that make well, sense? For, for your family, maybe in the coast, but I think they got tied into this uh, faith run by a man by the name of Bill Gothard. And he kind of uh, appealed to the Jim Bob, Michelle generation of parents that were terrified of like not raising upstanding Christian children. So there were a segment of the population that were actually the opposite, where they clung to faith and were so rigid in their faith because they felt like that was the only way that you could keep children uh, fully, you know, Christian. And then the quiverful part is um, basically your duty is to continue having children because essentially as a woman, that's the only thing that you offer the world. So imagine if someone is part of this faith and they have fertility issues, you're basically treated like, like, yeah, like you have you're no not value. even a human, like you yeah. have no value. Mm-hmm. And also the women who have major health issues, like maybe they put their bodies in major jeopardy by having a pregnancy yeah, yeah, yeah. or a delivery. It's all immaterial because what's important is that they continue to have as many children as possible. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar with the term quiverful, a quiver is what you keep your arrows in. And there's a Bible verse that a full quiver is essentially your best way to fight God's fight in the world is to have a full quiver, meaning a full basket of children or a full basket of arrows. So um, so your children are essentially weapons against the, the devil evil of the world. The demons. <laughs> yes. Your God in heaven, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jesus so Francesca Christ, as Dominic would say. <laughs> yes. What a, what a peaceful book. Only good comes from it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So like, so basically, like, they fucking, and, like, there's not a condom to be seen. There's no birth oh, control, no, also right? Also, like, because you're told, like, you need to service your husband all the time. Like, yes, and you have to you be have joyfully to, available. Yep. Joyfully yeah. available. You have to have that keep sweet voice. Like you're never ruffled. You're always there. You're always happy, happy homemaker. You can never have an opinion. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. torture. Yeah, which yeah. sounds like torture, but for a television show, a, a reality TV show following this family's life, it's absolute pornography because we <laughs> like have watched this show for what? How long? Is, it was on for what? 10 years, truly? Well, um, the first, yeah. first documentary was 2004. So it's been almost 20 Holy years. Shit. These people have been in the public eye. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, 19 last, and counting was on for 10 years. For 10 yeah. years, yeah. The last Whoa. part I think that was interesting was just like living in a modern world and watching people that had like long skirts and crazy hair and sure. this idea of like, we are all becoming obsessed with the internet and need to be on social media platforms. And they're the reverse where they're allowing their children to stay home and be homeschooled and they don't have any social media profiles. And then they're dressing like it's an M night Shyamalan movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like they're basically in the village. Right. <laughs> yes. They are the village though. When yeah, you think about truly. it, they are the village. Sure. Yeah. Kate, you're so right. Cause it is that thing where, Oh, everything is so available to us now because we have the internet and mm -hmm. to watch people that don't have access to that is like so fascinating to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even now with like basically the second coming, another pun, of them, which is like that Plathville show where the family is like, right? right? Mm -hmm. It's the, all the where same. Where it's like, here, these people have never seen a TV in their lives. Watch them yeah. see it for the first time. Yeah. That's, it's like, I'm like rubbing my hands together. Well, there was also something that's kind of a perverse too, um, where you would watch the Duggar older kids get married mm -hmm. in the same way that I think people watched the Nick and Jessica wedding. Like they knew that she was a virgin and everyone's like watching the wedding. They know that like that night she's going to lose her virginity and the next day at the breakfast room, like, so how was it? It's the same weird, gross yes. thing with mm -hmm. the Duggar weddings where it's like, oh my God, this is the first time they were able to actually kiss. You're not allowed to kiss. The dating thing's too, weird too because the parents have to come along and some of the siblings and the father's yeah, the, super involved. Isn't it like chaperoned mm -hmm. dates or whatever? Yes, You're basically yes, on like yes, a field yes, trip yes. with your whole family like yes. when you go on a yes. date with someone. So Terrifying. there was one Duggar couple, I think it was Jessa. Jessa and her husband, they got married, they like kissed. And it was I remember so awkward. this. Oh and my they God. literally ran down the aisle so they could go somewhere to bone. Yeah. <laughs> that most, most of those kids, <laughs> they run after they get married. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it's bananas. The courtship rules are so severe. The kids have to have the approval of their parents to enter a courtship. They can't date because that's too modern. And they're very clear. Courtship is marriage-minded dating as opposed to what the rest of us do. Slutty people like us, we're, you know, living our best lives, slutting it up, but not the Duggars. They're not going to do that. <laughs> they're they're going to have purity all the time on the mind from how they dress to how they interact with others. And so that constant obsession with purity, by the way, is also putting the onus always on the girls because of there course. is, they have their own vocabulary. One vocabulary word I'm going to teach you is defraud. So I, as a woman, am defrauding everybody on this call right now, because as you can see, I'm wearing a tank top and my shoulders are showing. So I just defrauded all of you. I committed a sin against all of you by doing this, potentially putting filthy thoughts in everybody's mind here, because you know, now all you're thinking about are my shoulders disgusting. Yeah. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh no. So yeah, sins women of the have flesh. to live. Yeah. So women have to constantly from the time they're little girls, not defraud boys. And if a boy, if you uh, stir up feelings in a boy, it is your fault. And you can see how that can extend into Mm -hmm. abuse and the criminal sure. activities and so on, where the girl can feel like it's always her fault and not just feel that way the teachings that she's being brought up and make it clear it's her fault. Yeah. She stirred that up in him. The other weird thing is that with that, the women are shamed for just wearing a tank top, but then the men commit real acts of abuse and they're protected yes. by the system. It's kind of like the Amish too, where sure. yes. they have their own sort of policing and like in some sex, like legal system adjacent. 
And so the women are shamed for the slightest thing, like the tank top, but then the men are protected and they're real abusers and predators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like Josh Duggar, for example, the oldest and most famous of the Duggar children who molested his younger siblings. <laughs> hence, uh, who, hence his fame. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. Famous. assaulted a sex worker who was on Ashley Madison cheating on his wife or trying to cheat on his wife because it was all bots talking to each other on Ashley Madison and who eventually was incarcerated because of child sex abuse imagery that he had. The first couple of offenses that were really bad that he committed, they just dealt with, as Kate was saying, amongst themselves. They policed themselves and what did he do? He had to just do some manual labor for a friend. That's what your punishment was for molesting five girls for years, was spending a summer shoveling dirt at somebody's house. And so that self-policing means that there also isn't a chance for people to be reformed or to maybe question how they were brought up or question the cult, the Institute and Basic Life Principles. Uh, Kate was talking about Bill Gothard, the founder of all this. It's essentially just a cult he created. So one of the daughters just wrote a book, right? Kristen, is this the one Jill. that you're going to be doing on um, mm -hmm. Chelsea's podcast on yes. uh, Glamorous Trash, Kristen's formerly Celebrity the, Book Club? the go-to on the book. The go -to. <laughs> I also, Kate was very kind to have me on her show too for a Patreon episode oh, to oh my God. about this new book too. Mm. So yes, all of you here are so generous having me on. But yes, so yes, Jill's book is the most recent book, the book that just came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, revelations right explosive for sure like she she's airing all the family dirty laundry whereas ginger who was the first of the duggar kids to publish a quote-unquote tell-all was ginger was really telling all about the iblp and about bill gothard the founder of that and about his no, sex crimes her, financial crimes and so on <laughs> and she made very clear in her book this is not going to be a tell-all about my family i love my family i'm not going to say anything about my family in this book so she her book is pretty boring and it's full of a lot of bible verses yeah by the way i, I interviewed her about her book Ooh, tell and? us what she told you I don't, it's just hard because you're just watching someone and you just know how fragile they are i i, I just wonder about that marriage of hers. It's like, did she go from one authority figure to another one? Her husband's like a preacher. He was like a, a which soccer daughter's player. Husband? Which husband? Which, which daughter? Ginger married a very cute former soccer player, but I don't know how good he was. But anyway, he, <laughs> of course, is like going to be a, like a, a pastor too. Yeah, what a so surprise. Like, Naturally. She's in a marriage where they read the Bible all the time. She's very careful about her words. It almost feels like she's like a prisoner when you yeah. see her in interviews because she's very careful about every word she says. Well, that's the other part of this whole thing is that it's like, why do you have to be so careful? Like, you shouldn't have to. If this is the right way to live, no like, why do you have zero to power? You know, well, as a woman, you always have to be beholden yeah, to right. your headship, and your headship is always your father and your husband. So, in oh, the case brother. Of, in the case of Jill and Ginger, uh, it's made clear in Jill's book that Ginger didn't get in trouble for wearing trousers. At one point, there was a photo of her on social media. She was a fully married woman and a mother at this point. But the reason Ginger didn't get in trouble for being photographed in trousers is she first asked her parents' permission, even though she was a married mother. Jill, Dear God in Jill ended up on the shit li list in her family because... She was photographed wearing trousers without first asking permission. Again, a married woman with children having to ask her headship for permission to wear trousers. There is a little part, I think, that 
women like Kristen and myself have watched this, although we are horrified by it and frustrated, it's because we're holding out hope. And it's the same for me with sister mm-hmm. wives. We're always holding out hope escape. that there's going to be a moment where they're going <laughs> to yes. like find their own power. And then they're going to be like, fuck <laughs> you. And like literally Burn get on a train. Like, yes. We can walk them up to the top of the mountain and show them the view. Yeah. Like, fuck these people. Throw a bag yeah. on the train and like run and jump onto it. And like, just yes. like be out of town. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, yes. it's, it is sort of insane that we do this, but we, we're Ugh. all like, we're holding out hope that they get it. They escape and they have, the, they find their own power. So when Jill's book came out a couple of weeks ago, there were, uh, there were a lot of explosive uh, passages in there. One of them mm-hmm. was about, there was an interview that Megan Kelly did in yeah. uh, 2015 where Jill and I think, Jessa yeah. were interviewed by Megan Kelly at the Duggar I would compound or whatever yes. in, in what they call the big house. Yes. And they it's sort of a famous interview because they both admitted that Josh had molested them mm-hmm. um, while they were children and for a long period of time. And it turns out now that while they were giving that interview, Josh was I think in the room yes. with those two sisters and Megan Kelly, where they were coming clean about Josh having molested them while also somehow denying in the same interview that Josh was a pedophile. So that all sounds horrific. And I mean, honestly, quite duggerly with what mm-hmm. we know about them. Yeah. Truly. My question is, and Kristen, you'll, you'll know better if she did say something. Did Megan Kelly say anything <laughs> say, about Josh I mean, being in the room? No, like, mm-hmm. no. And then Megan Kelly, I, I watched that interview as it was being broadcast and was so incensed because Megan Kelly also, this was essentially an advertisement for why the Duggars are great. There were no hard questions there was no pushing back uh, and not pushing back against the parents either because first Megan Kelly sat down with uh, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. And then after that with the girls and the whole point was to downplay everything. Oh, it wasn't that bad. I was mostly asleep usually when it happened. Oh, it was mostly over the clothes. And there was a lot of downplaying it. And then Jim Bob said, yeah. And from what we understand in this congregation that we're in, boys are curious and all the other boys do it to their sisters too. And at that point, you know, Megan Kelly should have pushed back and said, excuse me, what's happening in your congregation? All the boys do this to their sisters. What, what's being preached in your congregation? Um, but Megan Kelly never pushed back. And Isn't that bizarre? I mean, but there's, I like, there's no. obviously no. a reason. On, there's Megan. a reason yeah. she didn't. And whatever that, we could probably list the reasons, but mm-hmm. you think she'd just look over her left shoulder at Josh and be like, would you like to say anything? I don't you're think she in, even watched the, the show. She probably had no real full mm-hmm. context. idea who that. Yeah, but she, she maybe also there's... was the face of Fox News or one of the faces of Fox News at the time. And Fox News had very tight ties with the political universe sure. that Jim Bob sure. was in. Jim Bob is also BFFs with Huckabee, uh, Mike Huckabee. Huckabee with Mike Huckabee. Yes, uh... and so um, they're all part of this political universe too that is very Fox News centric. So. Of course, they're not going to push back too hard on somebody on their team, right? Right. Or maybe it's as simple as there are so many fucking Duggars, Megyn Kelly didn't even know he was one of them and just thought it was a PA or something. Yeah, she was like, who is this? There's 19 of you assholes. I can't remember all of these things. Why is your agent so upset? And Jill says in her book, she felt that she had to volunteer to do it. She and Jessa 
felt there was no choice. Your job is to protect the family at all costs. And as a girl, your job is to be the sacrificial lamb at all times. Boys don't have to be sacrificial lambs, but Jill made it clear. This is what I, as a girl, have to do. I have to protect the men of my family. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted was for Pops to say, no, please don't volunteer. We're going to protect you. We're not going to protect him. And Jim Bob never said that. He's like, thanks for volunteering, girls. Let's shoot. No, of course. Yeah. Now, is Derek Jill's husband? Yes. Okay. I think also in the book uh, is a claim that when Derek had one beer, that Jill's father wanted him to go to rehab for having one beer. Oh, geez. Is this true? Don't hang out yes. with Irish people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> don't hang out with my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah. There was photo on social media because Jill, as she started to break away more from the family, she had an Instagram account that would show her day-to-day life, including date nights. At one point she had you know, as I said earlier, there was a photograph of her in trousers. At another point, a photograph of her in a dress that showed her knees. At yeah, one she point, was, um, she was drifting. She was drifting yes. away from the from yeah. the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And at one point, a date night where Derek had a beer in front of him, and she had a cocktail in front of her. And again, that set off alarm bells with Jim Bob because you know this is not okay. Uh, and so suddenly rehab is something that Jim Bob believes in when it has to do with Derek, but not for his own son, who is a sex criminal. So funny, this television show, because it's, it, you know, <laughs> you could tell it, it was made with such an earnestness as though yes. these people were examples when someone like me is watching it. And it's just reaffirming my homosexuality and my desire to <laughs> never have children, babysit my friend's children, go to a child's birthday party. <laughs> be nice to children in restaurants, any of it. I was just like, fuck all of you. Speaking of crimes, I can't get past the fact that the dad's name is clitorally Jim Bob. (laughs) Like, that's what you say when you're you're like, who, fucking Jim Bob over here? Like, when you have like a, like John Doe is what you're saying. It's like saying Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, Jim Bob is releasing his own book, and the name of the book is Clitorally Jim Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but let's be honest, he's never touched a clitoris. (laughs) It's not his job to touch one. It's his wife's job to be joyfully available. She needs to be joyfully available, period. You know, the the best thing that I can say about the Duggar family is that they inspired. Uh, one of my favorite SVU episodes from a couple of years ago. Ooh, Just that's good. What? Yeah, this is great. <laughs> they were marrying one of their their low teenage daughters, 13, 14-year-old, to a, a pastor in a similar religion to combine the families into one sort <gasps> of empire. And because Dear everyone, God. they argued that everyone's consenting. It's not a big deal. Marishka was like, I don't <laughs> think so, Queen. I was going to say, what was Marishka Hargitay like? What on earth is this? Well, Olivia line? Benson was aghast. They walked in on the actual wedding ceremony, and like she yeah. was fourteen, oh, yes. and the guy she was marrying was like fifty, and they were defending it, and they were they were going after Olivia and saying that this was none of her business. But you know, she got oh, a job. I, I bet Chris Maloney was not having it either. He's got a temper. He's a loose uh, cannon. I'm trying he does to not th- take that. It might have no. been during that that ten year his absence. I don't think he was oh. around for the Duggar episode. Oh, that's a shame. It's okay. Yeah. Olivia Benson's got it under yeah, she under did. control. She did. She's always got it under control. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why have I never seen this episode? I need to see it immediately. <laughs> I'm sure you'll see now it you'll, now you'll care yeah. about it more. The show is canceled because of because Josh goes to prison, right? Like Correct. everyone is like, this right. is abhorrent. Like, how dare we like act mm-hmm. like this is okay? The show mm-hmm. is canned. They mm-hmm. then are doing what it seems like many of the other like large families that have be- come up on the Learning Channel or other similar networks are doing right now which is like infighting within themselves to like get more fame and or make money off of books slash interviews slash etc because the well went dry for sure that's what that's what'll turn people on each other when there's no income coming Mm -hmm. in and there you've created an actual army the logical (laughs) next step is that there will be a revolution. I mean, it, it was yeah. literally like <laughs> thrice the size of the cast of Lord of the Flies in one home. Obviously, <laughs> people are going to just start like coming for each other. Do you think that they all separately are like housewives or they're like, all right, here's my idea for a spinoff? You know, I, I would think love Joanna that. Does, does Dallas or something. Well, that because be that's fantastic. The, that's the thing is that like even though like we forget like so easily that like they're filming this television show all the time. So even though they're like we don't have a computer, they are <laughs> constantly watching producers, audio people, yeah. camera people mm-hmm. have their cell phones. They're putting microphones on their mm-hmm. bodies. Like mm-hmm. they are around it way more than you would have them think that you know that they would have you think. Mm-hmm. And like they have to be somewhat savvy of what the show is because if they've been on a TV show for 10 mm-hmm. years, they're not this first season like doe-eyed deer in headlights. Right. What's right. happening? Like they then know, regardless of anything, similar to like sister wives, like the women know how to be on the television show now. Yeah. Like they're not and, like <laughs> like they know what they're doing. So and, even and if so many of them now have YouTube channels and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the the oldest of the daughters each has approximately 2 million followers on Instagram and they do sponsored posts all the time. So you're you're 100% correct, Chris. They are savvy enough to do, it's not like, the show was canceled and they just disappeared. They're like, how do we keep this going? Chris but- has just now gone from mocking them to idolizing them. And I don't want you to think they're like, like they'd hang out with us at a bar. I mean, they're still like, they got their <laughs> one foot in the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The only question I would ask the siblings is, would you leave your female children alone with your brother, Josh? That's the only question. Oh, I wouldn't leave any children with him. I don't care about what gender the kids are. I would see how close those ranks are. You know, like if Josh is the only sibling available to babysit, if you're so supportive, are you going to leave your kids there? I think what has to happen from the top, and it probably won't happen, but it would be the world would explode, is if Michelle, the wife, she left the husband. Yeah, she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm done. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, like, if she leaves and then she gets a makeover, I'm thinking something between, like, Talbots and Sandy from Greece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Kate. (laughs) Casey. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Sadly, I do, which is the worst part of the whole thing. (laughs) That is hilarious. And then she's like, I'm out. Oh, my God. Then I think all the other girls, then they would be like more apt to do it. But as long as she's with that loser wearing the dumb outfits in the big ranch house with the bang. She has- Terrible hair. She has permed bangs. No. (laughs) Yes. What? (laughs) Yeah. I have always- 
always gotten a vibe from Michelle that she is she she's not a perfect number one on the Kinsey scale. I have always I thought, thought that to myself, wouldn't it be great after know. 19 children? What? If she goes on yes. Megan Kelly and she's like, guess what? I kissed the girl and That's I liked it. it. Exactly. Yeah. She's the one who <laughs> kissed the girl. Can you imagine? Yep. Oh mm-hmm. God. That's the screenplay. I actually feel there that deeply too. I actually wondered if the one now Kristen's brought to light that the one daughter that's still at home that's a lot older. Mm-hmm. I always thought maybe she's she, ancient. She's thirty-three. Maybe like <laughs> Put her out she's to gay. Yeah, just shoot her in the head. Kristen <laughs> totally changed my opinion of that. I feel like maybe she's an like abuse victim. Yeah, there's been yeah, a lot of sure. speculation for years that she's gay. Because why else would and somebody that fucking oh, old ever because they're yeah. like yeah you can't go outside because you'll have sex with a woman and then we'll have to kill you yeah right. but but yeah the the new book from jill makes mm. clear that she was one of quote gothard's girls when she was a teenager oh. these are girls that gothard thought were the prettiest and the blondest and they would come to service him at headquarters and it came out at one point that the gothard girls by servicing him it was not just filing his paperwork or typing up his calendar. Like mm-hmm. they, they were put through bad things, really bad things. So um, I, I wonder about that with Jana. Um, yeah. Did Jana survive something? And Jill is very delicate about how she talks about it. She's like, that's not my story to tell, but it's implied that she has gone through some shit. One, we don't mm. even need to, she doesn't even need to, like, we've seen this before, sadly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, the minute you say headquarters, like, I, I know. nothing right, good's please. happening there. Yeah. Exactly. Not to make a joke of something terrible, but like. Oh my God. And Chris, you would die to look at the decor. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> pea green and orange. It's like that movie, um, Soylent Green. It's people. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in Dropped Gorgeous that. whenever the one, the actor girl like does the soil and cream monologue in, <laughs> in the thing and she falls off the chair. Oh God. As, okay. as an only child, I can say that just you have no, you being have no... forced to have 18 siblings is in and of itself a form of abuse to me. Yeah. Like what, yes. why yeah. would you want to split? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't raise Mm-mm. a well-adjusted child when you're splitting your attention 19 ways, even Mm-mm. if the span is over 20 years. I mean, you know, we all joke yeah. about the novelty of having all these kids, but like there's, you can't grow up. You're growing up parentless when you grow up with that many yeah. siblings. Like, oh you, no, you, you have, have a sibling have a parent. Sibling yeah, you have a parent, but it's one mom. of your older siblings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, and, they have a buddy and, and he's molesting you. Your sibling yeah, parent is molesting basically. you in this family. Sibling parents abusing you. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's messed up. Well, I think we've done enough. I think it's time to <laughs> get to the pitches. Right? Let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. get to the fix. All right, you both have been here before. You know what to do. Um, this is the first time two people have ever had to make this decision together. So. We're going to have to see what happens. If you guys both vote and you vote, if there's a stalemate, I don't know what will happen, but we're going to find out. And wasn't there controversy when Kristen was here the first time as well? Yes, she had a great pitch that we then put, remember we voted on, on the internet. But Dominic won at the end. But Dominic anyway. did win. I by did. One. I'm yes. looking at the files right now. I can't yeah. remember what, what I said because I said that Camilla should go to the gays. I think yes, was you won. which was brilliant. Very smart. Okay. All right, Christopher, you're up. The Duggar family, 
those of which that are not in jail, (laughs) are going to be the next crop of castaways on CBS's Survivor. The entire family is going to be marooned on an island for, I don't think it's 39 days anymore. I think it's less. And we are going to see every single iteration of alliances within the family play out. And Dominic, it's hilarious that you mentioned Lord of the Flies because that is what I want them to do. I want to see every single piece of dirty laundry put on display in a t- in a similar setting from their show and yet something so completely different because they are going to be pushed to the brink. Wow. And we are going to watch wow. them in fight like we've never seen before. Fuck these tell quote unquote tell all books that maybe one of them wrote like and the other one is not. Fuck all this other shit. I want to watch them go fucking toe to toe in the ring clitorally and vote each other. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like I want to watch like wow. Ginger be like fuck our mother like let's mm-hmm. you know jim bob's <laughs> out first like you know jim bob they're all gonna just vote jim bob out first thing like first thing and they're gonna just go i want it to just be like animalistic and it will be Ooh. not only amazing but the best season of survivor any of us have ever watched absolutely and that is my pitch <laughs> wow wow okay you're never gonna believe that this was my actual pitch but i'm i'm going to say it because it is different but incredibly similar to yours because i'm also going a reality route okay that i think that the next move for the duggars is to appear on a reality show as well but instead of survivor it should be squid game Oh. oh! Wow! Wait, so we basically have the same pitch. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they're just murdering is. each other. And I have to swear on share. The moment you said Survivor, I'm like, he's gonna think I just changed my pitch when he said that, and I almost texted myself at the time to prove that I didn't. Yeah. But I am also, uh, it's up for negotiation about by real life Squid Game. We mean like the reality show that's coming out where people are sort of fake killed or do we need to thin the Duggar herd and just sort of like (laughs) maybe the top five stay alive, but the other 14 you're dead. That's, I don't even think I need an elaborate. That, that's well, my I'll tell you what, Duggar it, Squid Game. It, they'd spend a lot less money on pretzels and, you know, peanut butter. If that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I think they are both outstanding pitches. And honestly, I would watch either of these reality shows. I, I, I would watch both of them. I would. It, it's kind of like the two Firefest documentaries. I'd watch them back to back. I wouldn't sleep anymore. I would just spend days watching these reality shows and nothing else. I would be yeah. so excited about them. But I think there's one I'm leaning slightly more toward. I'd be curious, Kate, are you more in one camp than the other? Well, I was thinking more Survivor because I want those women to, to experience what it's like to wear a true bathing suit. Although when I <laughs> interviewed Ginger, she told me that when they were kids and they had to go to a pool, they were had to wear like full body suits. Mm-hmm. So that's the caveat. Like if they're allowed to wear bathing suits, like, or like a bikini, I'm all for it. But I'm mm-hmm. worried that they'll still pack the full body like, you know, like a like a surfing get up. 
I'd love to see them wearing like a 1920s like blue yeah, like bathing a, suit completely yeah, yeah, like a skirt like a bathing <laughs> skirt yeah <laughs> I also well, realize I, my idea is inherently flawed because on a squid game there are no um there are no exit interviews because the cast would be deceased. Oh, so they would, would be not be able to really see how they had emotionally transformed during it because there is yeah, that would be a little bit of a buzzkill. Yeah. Even I am now voting for Chris's idea as, the, as, the, as more flesh for sure. Well, I have to say it's a hat trick because I'm also voting for Chris's because mm-hmm. I want to see these women walk away triumphant after destroying these men. I want Just, these men so much smarter than them. They will. They're so much smarter. Like these men don't know how to cook for themselves. These men mm-hmm. don't know how to do anything that you would actually need to survive. They know how to like embezzle money and do, you know, mm-hmm. money Wait, laundering I... and, and, and tax evasion. They don't know how to actually do anything to physically take care of themselves. The mm-hmm. women are in charge of all the things that make a person survive. So I didn't, they would destroy. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about the fact that like they have to survive on the Island. Like I was just thinking about like voting people out and like doing alliances, but you are right. Like the men would clitorally starve to death. If the (laughs) women were like helping them like hunt for fish and like, do you know what I mean? Like gather and like make a, make a, 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 make a shelter and like make fire. Like they really too, like will need the women to do yeah. that wasn't even remotely in my like <laughs> mind of like what they would have to do on the show Especially but i also want to see those in, alliances yeah and the beginning scene where the, the the boat and survivor is always going to the island like yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them could just like pitch one of the dumb brothers off yeah, off the boat right as <laughs> like, they start. the boat keep going the boat doesn't stop <laughs> what if they div- if they were on survivor and they divided by gender like they've done in uh, seasons past good. can you imagine like they got their asses kicked or they oh, start yeah. Or they start not that way, and then when they first mix up the tribes, they do it that way. What do they call the tribes, by the way? Oh God, well, oh. I don't know. You guys know the terms. What's the what is the headship? Headship. <laughs> the headship. Is the Those men, are the men. And yeah. Then yeah. What do the women have? They have a sp- what stay would, sweet would... is their motto. No, um, but what was estrogenia? The... Something like that. <laughs> no, what was estrogenia? Joyfully available. What yeah. was the no? What was the How thing that you were saying? Like, pussies, I have the... the power pussies. How about the quivers and the shivers? Oh, okay. They don't. It's not like that though. It's always like a fake. It's always like a fake, like Aboriginal name that they like. It's like Bahu and Toboggan or Toboggan. Yeah, not even (laughs) Toboggan. (laughs) But nothing Um, with the letter J, obviously, because we've had enough. By the way, just so you know. The brother the- that is the brother that's in prison, he forced his wife, who of course has unreasonably long hair, they all had M child names. Uh, Named after M. Michelle. Oh, Michelle Duggar. Really? Honey, you're gonna name all the kids after my mom. Unbelievably dark. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. How do you let your child marry into the Duggar family? Why would why well, actually, you know what's sad? That? I'm going to tell you something. There are plenty of people that become one of them Instagram influencers who would go, sure, whatever I have to yeah. do if I'm going to get too many Yeah, hours. true. Yeah. Well, and it's like they're in the same community. Mm-hmm. It's not like a random mm-hmm. person off the street is marrying Josh. Oh, no, I'm like, saying I wouldn't doubt that either. Oh, yeah. copy that. Yeah. And within the IBLP world, they were considered what they call a model family. That's an actual term for them. They were peak IBLP. And oh, yeah, they were like the Kardashians. Universe, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. why would you not want to marry into 
the, the ideal first, version. The first family. Um, the yes, first family. Minus, minus the checkered floors, but yes. Yes. What is IBLP is Institute in Basic Life Principles? Correct. Yes, it is. Uh, it's like essentially a life coaching institute that uh, relies on biblical <laughs> principles. So yeah. like, like all life coaching, it's fucked up. But yeah. I shouldn't say all life coaching. I'm sure there's some good life coaching out there. But a lot of life coaching institutes include Nexium, you know, IBLP, mm. like mm. connections that um, a woman whose children, uh, I forgot if it was Utah, but her children ran away and they had oh, duct tape marks on their wrist. Ruby Frank. Yeah, Ruby Frank. She had connections, which is another one. So all of these... Uh, life coaching like institutes are really messed up. Yes, they you know, they spell things weirdly. Three X's. Nexium, which no one can pronounce because look yeah. at how it's spelled. Yeah. Somebody should create a religion, but spell it like religion. R E L I, like G Y N. My mom Isn't used to say to me of... when we were kids, "You know what? Re just start a religion. It's um like it's a big money making business." That's my mm -hmm. mom. She's right. That. Yeah. And tax exempt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not over the fact that he like put had the kids that were like making like two fifty thousand yeah. like and was and just, was just straight up it. taking mm -hmm. all of the money and like making them file taxes that were completely false. And you know what? It's not like he's buying himself like Prada slippers or a Hermes belt. Like he just bought like tractors. Well, it probably all went back to like the leader, right? Well, some know. of it did. He did have an airplane collection. Um, Jim Bob has his airplane collection. He has a lot of real estate. Does he fly he, um, himself? He, a, a couple of his sons fly. Mm -hmm. A couple of his sons have pilot licenses now. Oh, um, oh very Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of <laughs> i think a lot of the money is just like hidden in you know vaults in a basement somewhere maybe yeah, yeah. Oh, god um thank you both for so much being <laughs> here so much for this explaining this to us we would have been <laughs> a, like adrift without you both this is a milestone episode for ffp because the two of you are here we appreciate and love you well, thank um, you right so much. All right. Tell us where we can find you guys. Kristen Meinzer, where can we find you? Well, if you want to know more about tabloid news, dumb stories of reality stars, uh, I, uh, I host a show called The Daily Fail. And in that, we dissect a certain tabloid every episode. Chris has been a guest on. Chris was hilarious when he was on. We look at the dumbest stories in the world's stupidest tabloid paper and just unpack what's true, what's not, the misspellings, the dumb pop-up ads. So that's The Daily Fail. I also host a show called How to Be Fine, which looks at the good and the bad of the wellness industry. And most of it's terrible. So there you go. <laughs> How to be fine and the daily fail. Kate, where can people find you? Anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Reality Life with Kate Casey, six episodes a week. Um, I've got a Patreon too. You can get my must watch list every Monday where I tell you what to watch in unscripted TV. Uh, and that's at katecasey.substack.com. And then on social Twitter at KKC, Instagram at KKCCA, and on TikTok at It's KKC. Also, LOL that I made you plug anything because every single person that listens to this podcast <laughs> is one of your listeners. Oh, <laughs> Dominic, so. Dominic, where can people find my you? My website is dominary.com. My socials are at Dominic Pupa. And if you go to my website, you will be able to see what 
cities I'm going to for my holiday show this year and buy tickets there. Also, Chris, I have one final question for you. Where can we find you? Where can the people find you? You can find me at the Chris DeRosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Write a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. I wish you all well, just as Goop did to that man. And I just have one question that we can all say together, maybe? Question mark? Ready? Where's Shelly? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. No, there there won't be. There will it's never the, be a normal. No, it's you, my new I normal. I will never have titties again. I have to get over it. In Sex After, we are getting raw and honest about the most challenging aspects of sex, intimacy, and relationships after seismic change. This is Amy Marks. I wrote the critically acclaimed show, Nice Tits, about losing my breasts, learning to love my scars, and dealing with life after surviving cancer. If you thought dating wasn't already difficult enough, he's like touching my breasts, it's hot and heavy, and all of a sudden he like whispers in my ear and he goes, Amy. I was like, what? He goes, I can't find your nipples. We're having intimate and unfiltered conversations with people who've been through life-altering experiences. And I'm finding out what sex and intimacy are like for them in the after. Let's talk about when you tell a guy you have a prosthetic leg in regards to dating. I didn't know how I wanted to go about this because I could stay quiet, not bring it up over text, not say anything, or mm -hmm. I could ask him if he knew, do I have to explain right. to this person that I have one leg? It was, I mean, especially as a child and a teenager, it was really hard. There was so much shame built around our bodies. And it's like these women who are supposed to be leading us and mentoring us and making us feel safe created this environment that felt very judgmental over something we cannot control. I thought I was this shameful boy who was unloved. My way of connecting was secret touching with strangers, and a lot of them were older men and I was underage. This podcast is about the relationships we have with our bodies. There's a really big difference between accepting your body being at peace with it, so to speak, that's different yes. to me than being able to embrace your body and say, I like my body. I don't just accept it. I like it. I woke up in the Dominican and I was like, where am I? And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, who is that? I didn't recognize myself. And it wasn't coming from a place of insecurity. It was coming from a place of this is attainable and this is beneficial and it's my body so I get to make this choice. And what I have learned from this process, that if I'm comfortable with it, they're gonna be more comfortable. It's really about me loving myself and accepting me because I feel like no one can accept me fully until I accept me fully first. <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I have this little. Key is showing me part of her breasts. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to share, just for those of you who don't know what's what happening. That's what we do. We're like, you want to see them? There are engineers here, and the key and I are like, oh wait, let me show you my boob. He's like, when are you going to book your next session here? This is the best podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> We're getting naked physically and getting naked emotionally. This is sex after.